0: ministry of Pastor Jay Eberly. Get ready to be empowered through the understanding of God's Word. He said, Nanny, what is discerning the Lord's body? Well, what is the Lord's body? First, Jesus' physical body. What, What happened to His physical body? His physical body took our sicknesses and He bore our sicknesses on Himself by His stripes on His physical body. We were healed. So we must discern that, meaning we must see that. We must recognize that. In order to be healed, we've got to acknowledge that we have been redeemed Amen. by the work of Calvary, Amen. by the substitutionary work of Christ. Amen. We've got to recognize that. And and if we don't recognize that, what he's saying is, we'll give place to the devil. That's right? That's right. right? Yes. Now, what, how would you give place to the devil by not recognizing Jesus took your infirmities? Well, you, you'll be giving place to the devil through a... Well, sometimes people don't recognize it because of a lack of knowledge. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's not It's not something that is a sin of commission. It's a sin of omission. In other words, when light comes, turning away, because we've had that. Oh, I just can't receive that. I just can't receive that. I'm thinking of a couple of people right now. They hear about divine healing. I I, I just can't receive that. Well, um, that's a sin of, of rejecting the light when it comes and it's dangerous to do that. Because Satan takes advantage of ignorance. Whether it's ignorance that somebody has never been taught or it's ignorance somebody rejects what they have been taught. I'm not talking about been taught because somebody thinks it's so. I'm talking about taught from the Bible. What does the Bible say, you know? So, uh, rejecting knowledge, remember the Old Testament says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So, we recognize then Satan can get in just simply because we don't know that that we're redeemed from sickness and disease. Amen. My heart goes out to folks. Oh, my heart goes out to folks. They don't see the importance of being at a place where they're taught about divine healing. They think, well, I can go anywhere to church, and certainly they can. Well, I can be just as good a Christian. Oh, now, wait a minute. Can you be a good Christian disobeying the Bible? Huh? No. Amen we've got to walk in the light when it comes. Now we've got to recognize that there's a second side to this, uh, for this cause many are weak. Why? Not discerning the Lord's body. We know today the body of Christ is the church. So he said, by not, and you look at the context here, he talks about eating the, because they had a meal with their communion services. We don't necessarily have the meal today. The Bible didn't say for us to have a meal. It says to, to break the bread and take the cup. We do that part. But the Bible, I mean, the uh, people back in that day, they had a meal with their communion services. They'd all get together and have a fellowship meal, you know. And they said back then, if somebody didn't have something to eat, they'd, they'd just sort of leave them alone. They wouldn't give them anything. And over, everybody that had something to eat, they were over here eat. And he said, well, you're not walking in love toward that brother. Amen. And he said, for this cause, not walking in love, you can see it from the context. You can take the whole counsel of the whole chapter and read that and find it out. He said, because of not discerning that he's a part of the body of Christ, because just because he doesn't have enough money and doesn't have food doesn't mean he's not a brother. Amen. Or a sister in Christ. So um, he said, you're not recognizing that they're a part of the body of Christ. Amen. 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 Now, uh, notice here he said, For this cause, uh, not discerning the Lord's body, many are weak and sickly. So once again, we're back to not walking in love in one respect, aren't we? That wouldn't be walking in love. Somebody's hungry and we're not helping them, feeding them. Am I I there? I'm preaching all right tonight? So we find then, he said, that we need to, verse 31, judge ourselves in these areas. And if we judge ourselves, we not be judged. What does that mean? Okay, verse 32. When we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. What does that mean? Well, go back to the fifth chapter. You've you've heard these things, but let's just keep reminding ourselves about them. In verse number, in the fifth chapter here, the fifth, well, let's start. We could read, you know the story, so we won't start in verse one. He talks about a man there that was living with his father, really a stepmother, cohabiting with her, living in sin. He said uh, in verse number four, in the name, uh, verse three, verily I say, when I'm absent in body, but present in spirit, he said, I have judged already as though I were present concerning this, that he should, uh, that hath so done this deed, that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, when you're gathered together in my spirit with the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now that's an important verse. Verse four is an important verse. We'll come back to that. To deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. That's what he's talking. He's talking about the same thing here as he is over in the 11th chapter when he said, when we're judged, we're chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Amen. Notice he's used that very similar language. Um, Deliver such one to Satan for the destruction of his flesh. The spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. In other words, he, he's going to die prematurely, physically, but he'll go to heaven. Yeah. That's what he's talking about. Amen. And he's actually saying that in order to... to uh, 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 in order, because if he could in this, he could go to hell. Get to, he could get to the place where he would reject Jesus and so forth. You know, sin will take you farther than you ever planned to go. And we're not able, God, God is the judge of these things. We're not the ones that say, well, okay, that one there, let's turn them over to say, you know, you can do that, or you can try to do it in the flesh because your flesh is mad. I found, maybe you found, God's much more long-suffering than we are. Yeah. He'll put up with things for 30 years, 40 years. You know, there's, um, there's consequences for sin. You know, if it wasn't for the mercy of God, and this is actually mercy, if it wasn't for the mercy of God, all of us, as soon as we do any sin, anything, any, you know, just talking, backbiting, and things like we've already talked about, if it wasn't for the mercy of God, because the wages of sin is death, we would, wham, just that quick, die and go to hell. Wouldn't we? Aren't you glad that God is a merciful God? The Bible talks about judgment without mercy on those that have shown no mercy. James chapter, what is it? Chapter 2, I believe. And it also talks about that there is such a thing. Really, that verse is a a verse that tells us there is such a thing as judgment with, uh, with mercy. And there's judgment without mercy. What would judgment with mercy be? Judgment with mercy would be giving them time to get it right. Wouldn't that be? Giving them time to get it right, but there's going to be consequences if they don't. Judgment with mercy would also be um, allowing Satan to have access to them before they get to the place where they go to hell. So they'll die before they get to the place that they would go cross the line. Right. Right. Amen. Amen. Y'all still there? You're going home. I had an experience along this line. I've told you about the pastor that <clears throat> left with the piano player of a church. We had preached at the church and everything. Got into sin and um, had an experience. Man, he, he, went, he went hard and fast into the world. It was just a, an amazing thing. Just to stand and watch it, your, your mouth is dropping open thinking, oh my goodness. Um, and and uh, it, was, it, was just, it was just rebellion. It was just, it was just amazing. Well, anyway, I had an experience in the middle of the night praying for that man and I saw a spirit trying to swallow him. And uh, in the spirit, I started dealing with that thing. I said, swallow him not up, swallow him not up. You have not your prize. You have not your prize. And in the spirit, I saw the demon defeated and he was, he was delivered. Um, and that actually happened. He actually repented to a degree. He didn't, he didn't, uh, he, he still, he's still, his heart's still not right completely, but he got, he got out of some things that saved him from going to hell. I'll just be flat honest with you. Cause I asked the Lord, what is that? What is that swallow him not up? Because he had already been swallowed up in sin. What is that swallow him not up? It meant taking his life and taking him to hell. Cause he was, he was going hard and fast that direction. You know, people can get so in, involved in things that they deny Jesus and do all kinds of stuff. Now, um, so thank God he's 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 restored today. He's got a uh, he's 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 actually submitted himself to a degree to some ministers, although he didn't submit himself to people who were who were completely telling him the truth. You understand? So there's a degree of mercy on him, and he didn't get he didn't die prematurely and things like that. But um, see, that's mercy because he, he responded to a degree. God is a very, he sees somebody just sort of look in his direction. He's okay, let's give him time. Let's give him, see, they're looking, they're looking, they're, they're, they're coming. I mean, he's just, he's just so long suffering. I'm glad about that. And I love that about God. I'm not the one, you're not the one that can decide what that point is at which, okay, I cannot protect them anymore. You and I can't decide that. Why? Because we're not qualified. Why? Because we don't know their hearts. We don't know their hearts. Number two, we don't know how much they know. We don't know if, if they're fully aware of what they did. You know, like for example, uh, well, to save some time, let's just leave it at that. But the point is that we've got to let God do the judging. We've got to let Him decide where is that line. People ask me sometimes, where is that line? I said, I don't know. Every case is unique. Everybody's different. God's only the one that can know those things. You can see things starting to kick in sometimes. Notice the progression here. Weak, first. Sickly, second. And then uh, dying prematurely, we would say in our vernacular. Can't you see? That's a progression. And sometimes you can see things beginning. But you can't say, okay, God, now's the point. Now's the point. He's the one. Now, because I want you to see verse 4 here in 1 Corinthians Notice 1 Corinthians chapter 4, um, excuse me, chapter 5, verse 4. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you be gathered together. So this is a church meeting. How many of you know that'd be quite a church meeting? Brother so-and-so, would you come forward, please? We're going to pray over you. This is a church meeting. When you come together. He said, and my spirit, with the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, Notice these things are done in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, not in the flesh. Sometimes we kind of have the idea that, you know, we can just do that whenever we're kind of upset or we've had enough. No, no, we can't. We can't. Besides that, the man is living in sin. Something is keeping him protected. And most likely it's because of that church, because Paul told them. Turn him over by the when the Holy Ghost when you're there the Holy Ghost is going to be on you because I've already I've already got this thing in the spirit that's what he's saying about that's what he's talking about Amen, Amen. and he's saying uh, you've been providing protection so there was protection for this man because of his local church in other words somebody must have been praying for mercy on him or something. And so Paul said, no, it's gotten to the place that uh, the Lord Jesus is saying concerning this situation, He's going to go way beyond where He should if we just keep covering Him. You understand? How many of you know sometimes people are hard-headed and they don't get it unless they're hurting? That doesn't mean it's God's will that He does things that way. It's just that in some cases, God is no longer able to protect them. Now go back to the book of Revelation. In the book of Revelation, look at chapter two, and I want you to notice what it says here concerning a situation in this church at Thyatira. He addresses an issue there. How many of you know Jesus is the head of the church, yes. and he can still deal with things like he, like he's the head. Look at verse 21. I gave. Uh, well, he talks about in verse 20 a lady there that was preaching wrong doctrines, seducing people to commit fornication, so forth. And um, he said, I gave her space to repent for, uh, uh, repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Then he said, I'll cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. So verse 21, he said, I gave her space to repent. That's judgment with mercy. Time to get it right. Aren't you glad God gives us time How many of you have ever made a mistake in the same area over and over and over again? Oh, yeah, we've all done it. I'm glad God didn't say, I'm glad He was very long-suffering. He said, look, look, I'm going to keep helping you. you, Amen. How many of you know if you keep turning to Him, He'll go on and on and on with you. You just keep turning to Him. Don't run from Him, just keep turning to Him. Praise God. So we don't know when that line is. We have to leave those things in the hands of the Lord. And it's not just for, I don't believe it's personally, I don't believe it's for spiritually immature people to be dealing with issues like this. Amen. Amen. He's talking about when they come together, meaning the whole church is going to come together, somebody's presiding over that meeting. And it's probably not the new Christian that got saved last week. You understand? So praise the Lord. we getting anything out of this? Yes. We can, according back here now to the 11th chapter, verse number 30, uh, actually verse 30 and 31 and 32, he said, we would judge ourselves, we'd not be judged. So we can judge ourselves and avoid getting to this point. What does that look like? It looks like, okay, Lord, I repent. That's wrong. I acknowledge it's wrong. Forgive me, Lord. Uh, I'm not going to do that again. Well, you, you, might, you might end up doing it again, not because you wanted to, just got tripped up or something, and you do the same thing over again. Lord, thank God for the mercy of God. Amen? So we, get our, we find that there are other issues. Is that the truth? Is that in God's Word? Yes, there are other issues. There are causes other than a person doesn't use their faith. That's what, we, that's what we're sharing with you tonight. All right, now, with that in mind, Um, There are, back in Jeremiah 3, this is what the Lord really wanted me to get to tonight. In the third chapter um, of Jeremiah, God brings up an issue that I think sort of sums all this up because it's important according to what we're getting ready to read and the way God looks at us being a part of a church it's important we're at a place where we're constantly hearing the word that helps us to see yes, sir. how to stay free from all these problems. Amen. You know, if every Sunday you came in here, every Wednesday or whatever, every, every time we get together, I'm just giving little talks about poli- politics or reader's digest sermons or something, and I'm not getting into the scriptures, well, you wouldn't be seeing how God sees things. Right. You wouldn't be renewed, your mind wouldn't be being renewed. Right. And it's just, so what we find then is that it's important that... Somebody said, well, how many issues are there? Well, uh, you know, every verse. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know them all. Yeah, thank God there's a covering for what we don't know. Yeah. But see, just sitting around and saying, well, I, you know, ignorance is bliss, that ain't going to work either. Because ignorance, is, that's not Bible. The ignorance is not bliss. No, when we find a way we can find the truth, we're responsible to go get the truth. And to just not follow through with the things that help us grow isn't going to cut it. It's not okay to be ignorant. Uh, I mean, we all start out that way. Don't misunderstand me. But it's not okay to just stay that way. There's too many opportunity in our culture to hear the truth, to, to, uh, to get our minds renewed, for that to just not be, you know, well, I just didn't know. Well, yeah, we've got to get the word out, but people that are hungry, God will lead them to the place where they can get what they need to get. Look here in Jeremiah 3, look at verse 15. He said, I will give you pastors according to mine heart. God's the one talking, according to his heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. So notice that God's heart, get this, his heart is that His people be filled with knowledge and understanding. Let's put it this way. God wants us to be people who uh, who are able to really intellectually understand His Word. I don't mean intellectually like all mental. I mean to be able to really comprehend what opens the door to the enemy. He wants us to be people who aren't just bailed out of problems and not know how we got into it. You know? How many of you don't want to raise a child to depend on you to just bail them out all the time because they keep spending money wrong? They don't know how to keep a job, you know, they don't know how to spend money right. They don't know how to save it for the things that they can see are coming up. They're going to have to get a, a new set of breaks, you know, and they just spend like they aren't ever going to need breaks, you know. You know what I'm talking about? You don't want to just keep bailing them out, bailing them out, bailing You want to raise an educated, common sense kid. Yeah who can make some plans, is that right, Michael? They can live and understand how to handle money. You know, of course, teach them the Word as well. But, um, and so that's the way God is too. He don't want a bunch of duh, kids running around like, help, I got into trouble. He he wants to say, okay, let me show you how you got into that. Because if I can show you how you opened the door, you'll know how to slam the door shut. And also the next time you won't open it again. Isn't that the way you want to raise your kid? That's the way God wants us to grow. He wants us to grow to the point where we're always not getting a bailout. Thank God there are bailouts. Don't misunderstand me. But He wants us to be able to come to the point where every little time that we, that we uh, have an opportunity to fall into opening the door of the devil, He wants us to not be doing it so often. As we grow, it should be less and less and less that Satan Ginsay. it. How many of your marriages less and less and less strife is in you? Don't raise your hand because you wouldn't want to embarrass you. But you know, in your heart, some of you, many of you, I'm sure, less and less you're falling into that same old trap of well, you do that Well, you do that you do and you do. You're not falling into that as much. No, anyway, you're not falling into that as much. Hold your hand out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, that's spiritual growth. That's spiritual growth. And really, where do you learn all that? The the place that God educates the spirit of a man is in the local church. It's in the local church. That's what he's saying here. Give you pastors who feed you uh, with knowledge, according to my heart, which feed you knowledge and understanding. Let's go back to the 23rd chapter of Jeremiah. Let's just look at a few verses about this. In other words, a, a, a cause, let's say it this way. Or an open door to the enemy, let's put it that way, is not being in a place where you're growing spiritually. Ee, yeah. 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 ah, or not properly receiving the, the pastor that God has that you are sitting under. See, just coming to church isn't enough. Right. Well, I'm here. <laughs> I showed my face, you ought to be happy that I'm here. Well, with that attitude, we're not. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. No, it, it's, it's receiving whenever you come. Look here in the 23rd chapter, notice the fourth verse. Somebody said, I know all these things. Well, so do I. But the Lord put it on my heart. Look what it says in the fourth verse. It says, I will set up shepherds over them which, feed, which shall feed them and they shall fear no more. Nor be dismayed, neither shall they be lacking, saith the Lord. Ooh. Whoa, I like that. No lack, no fear, no shame, because it's not because the the man, that's not we're not talking about a man. We're talking about that office in operation. And what is the purpose of that office? To feed the sheep, feed the sheep, feed the sheep. Not talking about hamburgers, not talking about sweet corn, not even talking about ribs. We're talking about the Word of God. Thank God for ribs. Where's Linda? Is she here tonight? Oh, there you are. She makes some mean ribs. Hallelujah. What do you charge? They want some, so $20 per rack or something like that, yeah. But, but no, we're talking about the Word of God, aren't we? So feed them and that Word is going to be doing, it's going to be feeding their spirits and they're going to grow spiritually. They're going to grow in faith and they're going to start pushing this stuff out. Amen. That's right. And that's really what the New Testament's talking about. And he said, my sheep, my sheep are scattered uh, because they have no shepherd. Remember that in the New Testament. Actually, notice here, let's go back to uh, Ezekiel. Um, Let's go to Isaiah 40, first of all, and then we'll go to Ezekiel. These are just verses the Lord gave me. I remember before I left um, to come pastor, I saw Emily Mahaffey. Anybody ever heard me talk about Emily Mahaffey? She's the one that sort of was used to get me filled and prayed for me and her son and so forth. But um, I saw her right before we came to pastor. and I was telling her how God was leading us to pastor. And she gave me these verses. It just blessed me, you know. But, um, so it helps me understand what I'm here for. Helps you understand what I'm here for. Isaiah 40, verse number 11. Notice this verse. It says, "And it, well, why am I? I'm an Ezekiel, that's why. Ezekiel's not Isaiah. Let me go back to Isaiah 40, verse number 11. Uh, it says, he shall feed his flock like a shepherd, he shall gather the lambs with his arms, and carry them in his bosom, and shall gently lead those that are with young. So that once again feeding the sheep and gently helping the lambs. You know, there's young and old Christians in anybody. Well, I don't mean old like, you know, I'm talking about mature, you know. <laughs> Amen. And the babies you carry babies. Yeah, you, do your, you use your faith for them. You pick them up whenever they're down. You call them when they don't come to church. That's a baby. You, you just help them out. But mature people, you know, if they don't want to come, they, you don't call them. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. Amen. They're supposed to be out helping call the, the babies. Amen. Now, what I wanted to go to is in Ezekiel. Look over here in the 34th chapter. Uh, Ezekiel 34. Notice the connection that he makes in this passage with healing. Let's notice verse 1. Let's see here. Verse 1 of 34. Ezekiel 34, verse 1. The word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God unto the shepherds, Woe be to you, shepherds of Israel, that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherd feed the flock? You eat the fat, you clothe you with the wool, you kill them that are fed, but you feed not the flock. The diseased have you not strengthened, neither have you healed that which was sick, neither have you bound up that which was broken, neither have you bought Uh, brought again that which was driven away. Neither have you sought that which was lost, but with force and with cruelty have you ruled them. They were scattered. Look at this. Jesus quoted this in the New Testament. They were scattered because there is no shepherd. And they became meat of all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. So really, um, you know, the, uh, the term scattered, I've shared that with you before. It doesn't mean just wander off. It means to be chased by a predator. And we know Satan is the, is the predator. He's the one that's trying to kill, steal and destroy, devour, accuse, put shame on him. I just love. I loved yesterday. That was such a blessing. You know, no shame is, is something that'll be washed off with the word, you know. I mean, shame will be washed off. So um, he's saying here, one of the things that a pastor is supposed to do is of course feed and tend and love the sheep and so forth. But he said here, heal the sick. Do you see that? Verse number four, uh, healing the sick. Well, in other words, if you're sitting under the uh, right the right pastor, there'll be healing there. Isn't that right? So it's important the uh, an open door to the enemy is not having a pastor that will lead you into healing. You can't be led into healing with people they themselves don't know about it. Well, some people it's life and death. You realize that? I mean, that sounds like it's self-serving, but it's really not. It's not, it has nothing to do with an individual. It has something to do with the word of God and the and the faith that you get through the word of God. You cannot drive, remember, remember the Bible says over there in Matthew 9, 20, uh, 9 where Jesus said he, he was compassionate because they were scattered brought his sheep not having a shepherd. He said, Pray the Lord of the harvest, send forth laborers. Well, what scatters them? Satan. Satan's the devourer, he's the one. But then, um, so what he's saying is our health will be scattered. Our, the, the things God wants us to collect, gather up, the blessings of God, will not be gathered up if we're not sitting under the right, right. kind of teaching. Right. Right. You don't understand what I'm talking yes. about. And then if you examine that in the light of uh, 1 Peter 3, verse number uh, 8 and 9 there, he's talking about uh, Satan walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And then he says, whom resists steadfast in the faith. Right. Yeah. If it's faith that resists the enemy, then it's not the good looks of the pastor. Right. 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 And I know I am good looking, but yeah. <laughs> the Bible says encourage yourself in the Lord. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. It's not the pretty church. Right. It's not the whatever, right. whatever people pick out as, I want to go there because of that. It's what the Word, what's coming out of the, right. the, the service right. and along the line of the Word of that's God. Right. That's right. Because that's what's going to put faith in yes, you. Sir. Yes, sir. You know, not not the person's personality right. Right. or lack thereof, you know. <laughs> it's the Word that's going to put faith in you yeah. that's going to enable you to resist the devil because it said resist the devil steadfast in right. your faith. Yes. That's how you resist him is it with yes. faith. Amen. So if, if you're scattered or sheep are scattered, I'm a sheep too, you know. If we're scattered because we don't have a shepherd and it's Satan that scatters and it's faith that resists the devil, then without a pastor that puts faith into you, you're going to be scattered. Did I, did I add anything to the Bible? So then it's important then where we do go to church. It's very important where you go to church. It's important that we go to church where something's being put into us. And we ought not wait until the test of the trial to to go somewhere to get it put into us. That could be too late. You understand? Uh, So we've we've got to be aware that these are important issues. In Jesus' hometown, He couldn't do some things there. Right? There was such an atmosphere of unbelief in that hometown. Well, you can go to a church where there's that same atmosphere of unbelief and because of the atmosphere, you can't receive there. Thank you for your enthusiasm. So all these things, how do we know about walking in love? How do we know about these causes? How do we know about how to discern the Lord's body? How do we know to judge ourselves and not judge others? How do we know what it means to walk in love? How do we know how to be led by the Spirit? You know, that's something the pastor's gonna teach. Well, we have to go to where it's being taught. If you would like more information about Pastor J. Everly's ministry, please visit us on the web at soffc.org or call us at 319-366-2147 or you can write to us at Spirit of Faith Family Church, Post Office Box 8355, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, 52408. And remember, God loves you and you're equipped to live victoriously in every area of life.